1: I travel around the United States in my RV, meeting real people who share the same love for racing. If you are into RV life, or a fan of racing cars, follow along. I'm here with David Fusco, and we are in the Mobile Command Center for Driven (laughs) to Compete. And we are here at VIR for a WRL race weekend, my first. But not your first no and uh, you are um, on the AOA team so uh, tell me a little bit about um, you know the team the car and the results yesterday
0: well AOA's been around I guess we're running on about eight years um, John DeBarros quite a driver himself um, does it we can't get him to drive as much anymore but he's too busy working on cars We run Mazda MX5s. We've also got a few. We've got a C7 Corvette. Um, We were running an Audi R3 TCR car for a while in IMSA. Um, And like I said, we run GP3. We're in the process right now of building either a GP1 or GP2 BMW. But we've run these Mazdas. These cars have been good to us. We've run them for, I think we're on our fifth year. Oh, wow. And I think there's only one other team running the same car that everybody ran the first year. So um, the 55 won the national championship overall and for GP3 three years ago. And we thought we were going to retire it, but we didn't. And um, it's, still, it's still treating us pretty right. I mean, the results yesterday. It's maybe not the fastest car out there, but um, pretty reliable. And in WRL, like you said, this is your first. These races are pretty rough yeah. on cars. I mean, yeah. well, yesterday was nine hours heat. Um, you got class racing, so you've got a lot of bumping and banging going on. Um, so if you could stay on the right side of the wall and not be working on your car, you got a pretty good shot at it. And in the 55 yesterday, that's what happened. It, the car was stellar all day long. Um we didn't have any major problems other than I had a little bit of a problem. I had a little off up in Oak Tree. And some of the, when you re enter the track here, sometimes it's a little jagged. Yeah. And I must have torn a tire, my left rear. So I came back on. Everything seemed fine for a while, but I was getting some really bad gas fumes. Yeah. And my eyes were burning. I couldn't figure out what it was. So then finally the tire let go and I brought it in to get a new tire. And since we were in the pits anyhow for a new tire, we figured let's go ahead and fill the car. Well, when they started filling the car, I looked to my left and I saw fuel running down the pit lane and I saw a guy in front of me with the fire extinguisher, which is odd. Yeah. I was like, hmm. So my first thought was I need to figure out how I'm getting out of here, yeah. which is a weird thought.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's a strange thing. And, and it's weird that things like that happen in, in race cars. I've been in some accidents where it seemed like it took forever. But in hundreds of a second, you're saying things like, okay, this is probably going to hurt how long is it going to take and take a big breath yeah it's your mind works really sure so i'm trying to think i got to get out of here well what had happened was when i came off the road and back on it was so abrupt it knocked the hose off from the filler so the fumes were coming out of the fuel tank which was burning my eyes and then when they started filling the car so but we worked through that we went for we were running first most of the day yeah um, because everybody was having problems we weren't the fastest like i said and when that dropped us to third, we were able to get back to second place. Yeah. Um, the guys, Eric and Gino, did a great job. I'm probably not the fastest guy in the car, but I'm I'm consistent. You tell me a time to run, I'm going to run it. Yep. You know, I'm 60 years old. I've got probably a little more up here than the younger guy. You know, when you're <laughs> young, it's like, ah, oh, I'm just going to go for it. I'm a little more tame. So I like to think.
1: Well, for endurance, that's probably necessary yeah. to survive. Yeah. So, well, but, tell me a little bit more. Is, is that all you're doing this year? The cars? A, 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 WRL with AOA. Is that yeah, that
0: I'm just going to race <laughs> the whole season with WRL. I've done some other races with um, open throttle. I ran their GP1 car, their okay. their BMW M3 with a V8 at Daytona, which was that was exciting. You know, I wanted to see what that was like, and it, it's it's a lot harder to drive a Miata fast than the BMW fast. It's a lot more work, which yeah. I learned that. You know, it was like, wow, this has got all these driver aids and this yep. that in a rear-facing camera you know when you're in the miata your eyes are everywhere and everything's going on it's you know it's pretty impact so but um yeah i race go-karts too um up at atlanta motorsports park in, mm-hmm. in dawsonville georgia um i run an lo206 which they're not the fastest it's almost it's like spec racing so everybody's motor's sealed so it's almost like pack racing like nascar which is fun. um I was racing with the younger kids, and I had somebody talk me into racing with the older guys because they're trying to build the class with yep. the older. So I'm a little light, so I have to put like forty pounds of lead on my car.
1: Really? Yeah, <laughs> because I'm
0: so am light. Most it's they call it the cheeseburger class. <laughs> so it's older guys that are running, but it's fun. Um, the go karts are tough. People, you know, kind of laugh at them sometimes, but it's pretty raw. You have a, a solid rear axle. Um, no suspension so you're basically you know even if you're only going 50 miles an hour it's relative because you're sitting on the ground yeah um it's harder on the body than the miatas and some of the other cars but i enjoy it i enjoy doing that because the young kids and you can pretty much do everything yourself i mean it's basically there's not a lot to do but there's not much to mess with tire pressures a little bit of camber you know otherwise it's driver against driver which is enjoyable and they've got a really nice track up at Atlanta motorsports park um it's got four-story elevation changes. I don't know if you've ever been there. I've not been there. And uh, they've got the car track. You're familiar with these car resort places. Yeah, yeah. You know, like country clubs. Yep. Um, but the go-kart track was designed by a gentleman, I can't recollect his name, who designs Formula One tracks. So it's a one-of-a-kind in North America. I can almost promise you that. I Don't quote me, but I don't think... And, and a lot of people don't like running it because the elevation and, you know, you're cooking. Yeah. So, so I do that. And then I'm a restaurant owner, chef, slash, you know, race car driver. I'd rather be a race car driver than a
1: restaurant owner. <laughs> it's easier. But one helps the other. Yeah,
0: well, I got to have the one to do the other. Yeah. So. But growing up, I was a competitive swimmer. Okay. And I think that's what got me into the cars, is the, you know, I'm 60 years old. Which most people at 60 probably aren't doing what I'm doing. Now, I know there's some guys out here, and it's yep. nice to see guys older than me because it's like, yeah, I'll keep doing it. But <laughs> I started swimming when I was eight years old, and I swam all the way into college, um, went to University of South Florida. You know, every kid's dreams is to go to the Olympics, right? Well, you get to a point in the swimming's one of those sports where you're either built for it or you're not. Yeah. And I also <laughs> wasn't very good. I was lucky enough to be good at it without trying real hard, you know. Um, and I swam like I said all the way up into college I was a state champion in Oklahoma and held some of our state records and got to college and they wanted me to go to school it didn't work for you know and I was near the beach kid from Oklahoma you know so I ended up dropping out and went out to California and lived with some buddies that were going to UCI and training to try to go to the Olympic trials but it just I got I was you know, for the amount of work I put in. But I think it fed into the, the competitiveness and yeah. fed me into the... That's how got. That's when I got into racing, when the swimming ended, um, way back in the early mid-80s, is when I started racing go-karts.
1: So that's how you started, was go-karts.
0: Yeah. And, you know, started racing... I was, you know, an adrenaline junkie, you yeah. know? Started racing the go-karts, and um, I guess I ran into John, probably... I met John through some other... Through my restaurant and some other people, probably about... 15 years ago maybe a little long and and we started talking cars i've always been into cars um and he got me started into racing he was still racing imsa then Mm -hmm. and like i said john's fast john and he knows well i'll tell you he's got no quit in him you know if you if you come to many of these we finish a race car might be bouncing up and down and you know john refuses
1: to quit i saw that yesterday when i was in the pits and i saw him Grab not grab somebody, but grab their attention on your team. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Are "You going back in? You going back in? This mm-hmm. is this is how you win championships." Right, right. You
0: know? He's 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 <clears throat> driven. You know, we had an alternator in the 85 go out, which is our number one car. The 55 is the number two car. And he changed it. I've seen John change. He changed that in probably a half hour. Lost eight laps. I've seen John change a, uh, a transmission in 22 minutes. <laughs> I've seen him pull a motor. During one of these races and get another one in, so the car at least took the checkered flag. Wow. Now, yeah, I was out of the race, and but he's just got no quitting. I mean, I, you know, I kind of, I've had offers to go and race with other teams and stuff, but it's like, you know, I'm loyal to John. Yeah, he gave me my start. I'm loyal to AOA. Nobody works harder than John DeBarros or his wife Charisse, for that matter. Yeah. So, but um, that's how I got started, <clears throat> and the and the WRL when I started with WRL was in the early years. And um, it wasn't like it is now. I mean, you didn't have the quality of cars you have now. Um, I think these guys do a great job with the WRL. Um, the car counts have gone up. The quality of cars have gone up. You know, the officiatings, it's It's really, I, I kind of look at it like it's almost like baby IMSA. That's
1: what I... <clears throat> An I've,
0: affordable IMSA. That's right. Well, I've, <laughs> I've
1: heard that and seen it. I mean, if you look at the drivers and the cars, you know, yeah, yeah. some of them are... Uh, pro drivers. There's normally. definitely,
0: and there's definitely amateurs out here that could go pro, but don't want to spend the money. Or yeah. you know, you got a wife and kids, or you got a you know, you got a real job. You yeah. know, I think all all of our dreams. My dream would be to at least run one IMSA race. Yeah. Say I made it to the show. You know, like they say to be, in baseball. Yeah. I made it to the show. I don't really. I'd like to be successful at it, but just to be able to say I did it. Yep. Yeah. You know, i I always quote this to people um when they're like well you know you're well, how much longer are you gonna do it and um i'm like well paul newman won the rolex 24 i think he was 77 years old if i'm not mistaken
1: i don't know how old it was uh, yeah he
0: was older and you know it's like if yeah obviously i had a little more money than me but if he could do it you know so yeah that's you know i'll do it as I, I probably got a good 10 years left in me at least um i go i'm pretty good about trying to stay in shape working out i got a bad knee right now i'm getting ready to get Operated on, but uh, that's what happens when you play with a 110 pound Cain Corso and you quit and she doesn't. So I'm a what, dog what, what? guy. I've got an Italian Mastiff. Okay. Big, big Mastiff yeah. from Italy. And I was wrestling with her one night and I quit. And she didn't. And oh. she took my knee out and tore my meniscus. Oh my so. gosh! But
1: uh, I was going to ask you what happened to your knee. Yeah. So I finally got an MRI last
0: week, and they're like, "Well, we'll fix that whenever you're ready." Yeah. So I'll probably have to get that. It's not bad. It's when you get in and out of the car, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, or move a certain way, but.
1: Well, um, do you have any um, favorite tracks? Yeah, I do. Um,
0: I love Road America. I mean, I've got a first up. Of, first off, I got Road Atlanta. I mean, that's Road Atlanta is where I is the track I grew in, grew up on. Yeah. My first track to ever run was Roebling Road down in Savannah, Georgia, and it's it's got its quirks. It's fun, but I've run Road Atlanta probably I've got more laps there than anywhere else. And you know, you have people come in and they're like, "Man, that place is scary." You know, you it's, they call it the roller coaster. Yeah. I guess since I started on it, it's you know, I'm not you know I'm good on it.
1: Um, Were you there when the dip was there still? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was kind of
1: kind of <laughs> scary. <laughs> but um
0: I like Road Atlanta. Road America's probably my second favorite. Yeah. <clears throat> um in a Miata certain tracks are your favorite and certain ones aren't. This is a great track, but it's really not favorable to a Miata because you don't have the horsepower. Yeah. It's got those big long straightaways. Yep. And that's why Road Atlanta, the only place you're really at a disadvantage is the back straight. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, the Miata is probably better in the S's at Road Atlanta than a GTO car, or G, you know, GP1 car. They, you know, we're not breaking. Yeah, we're full blast. But um, I would say those two, Daytona's fun, but you know, it's just to say you raced at Daytona, right. and Stuff exactly. like
1: that. Exactly. Um, so. Well, you ever have, have you ever had any uh, crazy accidents or things? Yeah,
0: in fact, the very <coughs> first race I ever raced in, oh, no. my very 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 <coughs> very first race at Road Atlanta. Um, I was racing another guy to Miata in a WRL race. It was my first race with them. And we went through 10A and 10B side by side. And we went under the bridge side by side. And I was on the outside, he was on the inside. Mm-hmm. we went down the hill, and we made the right. In hindsight, I would have handled it differently, but I was like, you know, still pissing vinegar. I'm not like that anymore. I've learned that you're not going to race everybody and live to fight another day. Yeah. And we were in the same class, and I think that had something to but I think he thought I was gonna back out and he let his car go all the way oh, out. Man. And he door banged me <laughs> and put me in the grass. So I'm going a hundred and something miles, you know, hundred miles an hour down the, the grass and I'm doing this and I have the video somewhere and I'm trying to correct and I'm correcting. I ran out of corrections. So I looped it on the front straight and I look in the mirror and I'm going backwards towards the wall. So I thought, you know what? I do not want to bounce off this wall back across the track in front of traffic. Yeah. So I thought, I don't know if it'll work, but I pulled the parking brake. So when it hit the wall, it might stick. It didn't work. Shot me off the wall like a cannon. I looked to my right, and here comes GTO cars, just three wide. And I'm like, and that was when I was saying to you how your brain works. In my brain, I said, I wonder how long this is going to last. Take a huge breath, and don't cry. (laughs) Because I knew, and I just tucked myself into a ball, Yeah. and it was a miracle because one of the BFWs went this way, and the other one went in the grass on the other side, and I just touched his bumper and took his rear bumper off, and then I came to rest against the wall. This is the funny part. So I get on the radio. I mean, I'm new at this. Yeah. I go, John. Yeah, David. I go, what do I do? He goes, you're doing great. Just keep going. (laughs) They weren't even watching. I said, John, I got in a wreck. He goes, well, how bad is it? So, I don't know. He goes, Can you bring it around? So I bring it around and I see him in the mirror looking at it and he's like, The rear rear end was three feet shorter. Oh
1: God. So
0: we took it back behind the wall, we hooked my truck to it, and hooked another and we pulled it out. Yeah. And had no bumper. I mean the car was bad. And uh he said, You wanna get back in? I said, I think I have to. Yeah. And i got back in and i'll tell you it was probably the scariest other than driving a race car at road it laying in the snow that was the scariest because you would start on the left-hand side of the back stretch and the car would duck walk across the track or when other cars would go by there was no trunk lid so all their air would go in your trunk and swirl and it would lift you up and pull you too
1: oh my but
0: we again that's a commitment john we finished the race yeah you know we took the checkered flag so and i have the bumper to the, the rear Deck lid to that car in my restaurant. I have a few parts of John's cars in my in my pizzeria. <laughs> yeah. Um, signed by me and John. But, um, you know, and that was the very first race. And, and I learned and, you know, I get some good, there's some good guys racing with John. Gino Manley's a great guy for asking advice. Um, he's had a lot to do with helping me move up the ladder. Um, you know, and he was one of the ones that said, he goes, you got to quit racing everybody. You know, and it's, it's instinctive to want to race everybody. Yeah. He goes. You race everybody to every corner. And this was years ago. Yep. He goes. Back it off. You know. Just. It's an eight-hour race. You're not going to be the best guy out there. Let him go. Yeah. Figure out who you know. And and like I said, John's got a good bunch of people around him driving for him. Yep. You know, we get along well. We're a good gang. <clears throat> so.
1: Um. You, the, you mentioned the the thoughts that go through your mind when something, you know, something's going to happen. Um. I was at CODA at the end of twelve went into the long straight, and started into my turn. I broke broke down, and it was starting into my turn, and the guy behind me just totally misjudged it. And punted you. And he did. He punted me, and then spun me around, and then I felt the car lit, you know, lifting up. I was oh like, my. "Oh, I'm about to roll." <laughs> <clears throat> so um, it was only a rollover on the 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 lid. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't do a barrel roll. Right. But I still remember. Uh, upside down still moving still yeah, scraping noise. and uh all i could think about is get that engine kill switch and yeah. so i i pulled that while i was still moving that's cool so i was happy that i got that i mean it's probably going to be fine with the B what spec. kind of car is a b-spec is oh, a two. yeah so um yeah it is kind of Funny, it's weird
0: how your mind works. Yeah. And certain things slow down, but yeah. then your mind's still clicking at a million miles an hour. Yeah. I had at, a, at the go kart track. I got put in a pretty bad accident. And go karts, you t- tend to get thrown from.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And I got thrown out of this thing, and it was probably one of the worst ones they have had out there. A kid tagged me and like pitted me, into it, and there was a wall right there, and I never had a chance to get my hands off the wheel, and it threw me. All I remember. Was skidding across the track on my on my helmet and seeing the asphalt going by my ma- my visor, oh. and um, I got up and I was like, "Something's got to be broken," you know. Something, and I was like, "Wow, that safety gear really works." But yeah, like you were saying, the noise and the, yeah, and I was, was just <laughs> skidding across. And then all I could think of was, "I hope nobody runs me over." Yeah. But they had all seen it and they were all like holding their hands up, <sighs> stopping. So
1: man, um, so. If you were gonna tell, give advice to somebody Mm -hmm. on how to get into this world, Mm -hmm. let's just say it's a 45-year-old male adult Mm -hmm. or female. How would how should they start to even find out if this is for them?
0: I would do track days. Okay, there's some great track day companies out there. You know, you've got Jayzilla, is probably one of the best and the best value. Um, They're out of Atlanta. Um, they're doing something almost every other weekend. Uh, If you don't have a car that you can bring, you know, and they have the classes split. They've got, you know, everything from a first-day guy with somebody in the car with them to a red group that's like being out here. Yeah, Um, There's company, you can rent cars from people like AOA. John's got some MX Cup cars that he rents to people. He'll bring it to the track. He'll fully, you know, service it and be there with you. That's how I would get into it. You know, if you're 45, you probably don't want to run go-karts. Yeah. But um, I would get in to go start doing some track days and uh, see if it's what I want. Um, And then, you know, I think something you, you should do too is I'm not very familiar with SCCA, but maybe do some SCCA stuff. Um, I skipped over all that and went right into WRL. Uh, I think it's probably a little harder to get in WRL now than it was then. They're mm-hmm. starting to vet their drivers a little more. But I would do track days. I would do you know, a year's worth of track days. For instance, um, Jay Zill is going to be under the lights at Charlotte this weekend coming. How much fun is that? Yeah. Even if you're just out there driving, <coughs> you know, your your Volkswagen GTI or your whatever. You know, you get people out there in a Corvette. They just want to drive on the track. Yeah. You know, so they go in a the line. They're not passing. But um, they're doing Charlotte under the lights. They do Barber. They do, they do some of the major tracks. And like I said, it's a great group of people. You know, if you notice the racing community the car community, it's pretty friendly. Oh, yes. So that's what I would do. And then if you feel like that's what you want to do. Maybe do maybe do some um, WRL GP3. I think you should start in GP3. Yeah. Um. Financially, it's a good move. You know, once you start going up above GP3, it gets pricey.
1: What people, what I what I found out, what was news for me, right? It, people who aren't into the racing world don't don't realize some of the things involved. Like, for instance, drivers don't get paid.
0: No, but even in the big boys, that's right. Time,
1: drivers pay some to, do.
0: But most of those guys, and I I could be wrong, but I think even the guys running IMSA, a lot of those guys, if you're not bringing sponsorship with you, and they do, yep. but no, there's nobody getting There might be some guys getting some free rides out here because they're pros, like you said, and the guy wants them in the car, but yeah.
1: Um, And then the other kind of misunderstanding um, is, no, obviously they don't get paid, but um, if something happens with the car... Whether it was your fault or not, if you're the driver, I've done it. you've got to pay for it.
0: Hopefully you got a, an understanding team owner that works with you. But it's happened to me. It's happened to everybody. <clears throat> There's a lot of tracks that if you damage the track, you pay for
1: it. At Austin, it's that way.
0: Yeah, of course it is. That's why here, every I don't know if they'll charge you for track damage, but every bag of kitty litter they use, they charge you for Oh, really? Oh, yeah. If they empty a fire extinguisher, they charge the team for that. Got it. So yeah, Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama—that's like Coda. You're paying for the the grass you tore up. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Yeah. It adds to the, you know, the the tension. It's not just the other cars, but like you said, and it's an expensive sport. I, you know, I'm fortunate that I, I don't have. I'm not fortunate, but I just made this. I don't have. A, I'm not married. I don't have any children. Um, you know. I don't know. It It's expensive. Even running GP3, it gets yeah. pricey, the travel. Yep. But it's fun. It's a labor of love. I mean, it's a hobby. It's, you know, me and the guys probably would like to think of us more of it just than a hobby.
1: Yeah. I mean, I
0: don't know many other things you can do at 60 years old and win win a trophy in an in a automobile race. I mean, you know, I've got friends that still swim masters, and i got friends that race bicycles still. Yeah. You know, but... This one's just a little more expensive.
1: It is, um, but you know there is there is a budget for almost almost everybody, mm-hmm. and even at the lower end, it's yeah, of course, it's, it's more than you know jogging. Yeah, uh, but uh, but it's you know a lot of the stories I've heard from people, it's just amazing to hear what they've done to make sure that they get some seat time. Yeah, <clears throat> I yeah. So now you have um, the race is going on right now, seven hours. First driver in, you're the next driver. Yeah,
0: I'll get in. He'll drive for Omaha, he'll drive about three hours, and then I'll probably drive maybe two. Mm -hmm. So we get, we've got a third driver um, that'll get in. Everybody needs to get their seat time. No matter if you're winning or not, we're out here to have fun. Mm -hmm. And you don't ever want somebody not to get to drive. Now, if they decide, hey, you're in the lead and you're faster than me, why don't you stay in the car? Which I've done before, I'm pretty competitive. You know, it's like, well, Dave you got another hour, but we need to fuel you. Well, where's Gino? He's the fastest guy on the team. we want to put him in? Well, we don't want to take your drive time. I'm like, take my drive time. I want to win this thing. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah.
0: but um, we're out here to have fun. Yeah. Camaraderie. You know.
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, I witness this every time I go to a track. Teams are helping teams, even oh, competitive yeah. teams. I mean, I know one team yesterday that needed a windshield. So a team gave him a windshield. And then later in the day, the team that gave the windshield, well, they needed a welder. So they, they, bought, they borrowed the welder I from the other team. I can't tell you the
0: amount of parts John has probably loaned teams. Alternators, shocks. Yeah. And John's helped other teams work on their cars. Yeah. He knows the Miatas. And the Miata gang, we're kind of close-knit, too, because yeah. we're like the little, st- you know, we're like the, the little brothers of, you know, these guys are all driving 150, $200,000 cars. We're driving forty thousand dollar Miatas. Yeah. So, you know, we're kinda looked upon I think sometimes from some teams as like, eh, those guys are in the way. But I think anybody that's really into racing appreciates what we're doing.
1: Oh yeah. And I I, you know, honestly, Miata is such a such a driver's car, right? And if you think about a lot of the Miata racing, I mean that's really competitive. You
0: wanna see some of the best racing you'll ever see. In my opinion, it's MX Cup. It is phenomenal. Those guys driving the MX Cup cars, they're binging and banging and and nose to tail 30 cars. And I I go out of my way to watch MX Cup races on IMSA weekends before I care about watching anything else. And if you notice, the drivers in MX Cup are starting to stay in MX Cup. It used to be a feeder series. Yeah. And it's just so competitive. Yeah. I would love to do that. I'd probably be in the back, but I'd still, again, you made the show.
1: Um, I met two drivers, three drivers last uh, weekend before last in Road, Road America, uh-huh. and they're all getting ready. It's, they're the next going ra- for they're
0: going to MX Cup.
1: That's right, and the the big next MX5 Cup race is in Road America, yeah. And so they they took their cars up there. And, oh, to test and <clears> stuff. yeah. They were doing the SCCA races to kind of get acclimated. Yeah,
0: these were Cup cars. Yeah, at one time they're just dated out. So. Yeah. But yeah, those those things are fine. I would love to drive one of those. I don't think I could handle the, with with those guys because I mean they're rough. So yeah, I would tell people you want to watch it's like NASCAR with little bitty cars, <laughs> but on a road track.
1: Yeah, you know, so. yeah. Well, man, I know you got to get back. Thank you appreciate so much. It, appreciate it. I hope I helped you. Yeah, you did. Thank You're you. I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website. DrivenToCompete.com. And you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.